Hey guys, today we're doing a little Mission Control mini-sode. We're going to be talking about the movies we've been watching. Just do a little chit-chatteroo, keep it relaxed, keep it casual. You know, we've been busy. Yeah, we don't want to do one of those formal episodes that we always have where we have shirts and ties <laughs> on and talk about like politics and economy. I mean, you're lucky I got pants on today. You can't see my lower half when we're zooming, so you're lucky. You're I'm lucky I don't have pants on today. Damn straight. Keep up with us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at LaunchpadPod and our website, LaunchpadPod.com. Now let's get on with the show. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. All right, welcome to the Launchpad Podcast. I'm Aaron. I'm Matt. Matt, a little casual episode today. Why do you keep saying casual? Because <laughs> it's like I didn't do any research. I just watched a bunch of movies. But we've done that before. It just makes it sound like we're in bathrobes and like, guys, we're not going to take ourselves as serious today as we normally do here at the Launchpad <laughs> when we talk about fucking dick pizzas and dildo boards and stuff. <laughs> it's not going to be any of that highbrow shit. So if you guys are, are, are here for that, sorry. It's a casual day. Casual Friday. <laughs> oh, I loosened my tie up a little bit <laughs> dude i've been watching so much bullshit that i'm forgetting what i'm watching like i need to start writing it down because all the days are blending together yesterday my wife's like hey you need to file for that thing and do some paperwork tomorrow i was like no i'll do it monday and she's like tomorrow is monday i was like <laughs> time travel baby Whew. like i'm the opposite it's like fuck tomorrow's monday already shit it's everything is like so goddamn busy it is crazy how much you have to get done when you're not supposed to be doing anything can we tell people about what we did recently our little yeah, collaboration yeah i was just, I was just gonna class. ask you i was just gonna ask you that dude this was super fun tell them about it so i'm a kindergarten teacher and with quarantine i've been making videos for the kids so not doing zoom we do zoom once a week but i've been making a couple videos a day of teaching lessons and shit and every week is a different theme last week was fancy week so the entire week i wore a suit with different shirts and tie combinations now the reason this joke works is because normally you are mr c yeah in school they call me mr c and my very professional get up there is a superhero t-shirt and cargo shorts. That's what I wear to school every day. So that's what the kids know me as. So for me to have, oh, and I like gelled my hair down, gel my hair down and wearing a suit and tie is very different for them. So I called myself Fancy and every video started with, hi boys and girls, it's me, Fancy. And Fancy is the opposite of Mr. C. He is my twin brother and he is no fun, only boring. And every video I would say that, and every video I would say, I'm not Mr. C in a different outfit. I'm a completely different person. I would say that every time because I knew the kids would be going, no, you're just Mr. C. And I would say, no, I'm not Mr. C. I'm a different person. So before I did any of this, I called Rumi and I explained this to him. And I was like, dude, at the end of the week, I want to have a shot of regular Mr. C in his comic book shirt walking into frame and kicking out fancy. And Rumi's like, yeah, man, we could do that easy. So I was like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. So all week long, it's like no fun, only boring. I'm talking about how handsome Mr. C is and how I'm the less handsome twin fancy. <laughs> <laughs> so then I shoot these two videos and Rumi did a split screen, right? Yeah, a little simple split screen. Just like essentially right down the middle. So it's funny because I watched it and it was for the first shot. Like you didn't coach me to, like we talked about it before. You know, there's plenty of things that I could have shot better or reshot, but it certainly wasn't worth it for the kindergarten thing. And dude, they fucking bit it hook, line, and sinker. They were flipping <laughs> out. 
So I have videos that the parents <laughs> sent me of the kids watching the video and their minds are blowing. And Rumi, I didn't even tell you about this one yet because it just happened. Tell me. One of the girls, the mom said that once she saw that last video, she got angry and didn't like Fancy because all week long she was telling her mom, that's just Mr. C. I know he's tricking us. That's just Mr. C. And she thought it was funny. But then at the end of the week, when she saw that video, she looked at her mom and went, I don't like Mr. C's brother. And she... <laughs> Because she thought she got tricked. Like, she was like, now she thinks that he's a real person. <laughs> and actually, the same girl made a video of her in a, a fancy version of herself. And she started the video saying, this is not Ava. This is Jane, a completely different person. And she's wearing Hysterical. like a blazer and glasses. And she's like, now let's read a boring story. And then she read me a boring story. I was dying. It was genius. That's amazing. Dude, it was so much fun. I love tricking kids. So <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I became a teacher? <laughs> yeah. So you asking me to do this was super fun. Was Tell like, about the thing like you put on the end that I didn't even see at first. I did this, did the split screen 10 minutes and I spent like an hour doing like a graphic it's like a metal superman logo that flies in with like lens flares and crazy fucking shit and it says mr c and has like some epic music with it and i made that graphic for him and i sent it i was like excited to hear what he thought and he was like cool the split screen was great and i was like what about the graphics and he was like what i was like you didn't watch your own video to the end he's like oh i guess i didn't watch the whole thing i was like whoa i was amazed because it was like the video is like boring c talking then cool c comes in and kicks him out and then cool c tells the class what we're doing next week and i already saw that part so i i never watched the video all the way through but at the end there's this awesome like superman logo with a c and it says slides in mr c oh it's fucking awesome with music and everything that was super cool Rumi. so thank you very much that was that was fun we'll have to come up with some other crazy <laughs> things to do well i don't want to give you more work but Rumi was like yeah we could do a lot of different stuff so it's like if this shit goes on to next year i'll structure videos like i'll come up with video ideas well, on purpose you can reuse that video potentially year after year after year yeah yeah you just have to wear you know if it's a standalone thing but yeah we need to come up with fun fun little tricks to make the the kids lose their minds just to fuck with those kids yeah why not and then i wrote oh, like man. they write emails and all week i wrote them back as fancy so like kids would write it like we were writing about wants and needs so a lot of kids wrote that they wanted puppies and fancy critiqued him he's like no your writing looks very nice i like your letters but don't get puppies puppies are fun i said if you have to get a pet i suggest getting a fish because they always look bored <laughs> Some kid said, uh, some kid said, I want slime and I want slime because you could put glitter in it. I said, I don't like slime. It's fun. It's gooey. It's sticky. And you could put glitter in it. These are the reasons I don't like slime. I said, instead of slime, and he said purple slime. I said, instead of purple slime, it should be gray. And also it should not be slime. It should be cheese. So instead of playing, you can have a boring snack and then go look at a tree. <laughs> That's amazing. And slime, get that kid an oozinator, man. <laughs> Ugh, all over me. <laughs> slime. Whoa. <laughs> oh, dude, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. Have you seen Solar Opposites yet? No. Is that the Rick and Morty, not spinoff, but the by the, by the same people or some of the same people? Basically, yeah. It's, it's Justin Roiland or whatever who does all the voices mm -hmm. and one of the co-creators of Rick and Morty basically doing whatever the fuck he wants on Hulu. And it's amazing, dude. Is it? It's, it's worth it? for sure for 
sure. I think I think it is currently better than the current season of Rick and Morty, but not better than Rick and Morty. Okay, fair enough. But they get to cuss. They get to like show people having sex. Like they get to do all sorts of fucked up shit. And it is it's dark and very fast paced, which I think is hysterical. And it has one of my favorite conventions ever, where the two quote unquote children aliens. Basically, it's two aliens and their their clones, their replicants. And the replicants behave as their children in like the family unit that they're posing as. And the children aliens, anybody who pisses them off, they shrink and put inside like a terrarium in their wall. And the terrarium is like 30 stories high stacked like fish tanks, right? Mm -hmm. With connecting tubes and all sorts of stuff. And every now and then they have episodes that go inside the world where it's like Mad Max inside the walls and everybody's like (laughs) fighting with toothbrushes and toothpicks and trading candy. And it's like a whole hierarchy and a whole like government and world inside there and people who get put in there. And like the one of the episodes we just watched was this whole like revolution inside the wall. But every time the camera angle was looking out the front of the terrarium, you saw the alien family doing something fucking ridiculous, (laughs) like trying to like rob a zoo, but you never found out what the plot was. You never figured out what they were doing. You just saw them doing goofy shit and like trying to get honey and trying to get a bear. But like the whole thing was focused on this revolution inside the wall with the tiny people. And the show's hysterical. I, I crack myself. Is it a 22 minute it. format? Oh, yeah. 22 minute format. And it could easily have a crossover with Rick and Morty. It's like, you know, right, right in that vein. I'm actually behind on my Rick and Morty. I saw the first, what, four episodes of the new season. And then I think we yeah. got rid of uh, Hulu Live right before the newest episodes came yeah. out. So I haven't, I think, because more episodes just came out this month, right? Yeah, there's more episodes. I'm going to go on a very unpopular opinion and say, I do not like it when they are so self-aware. Like a lot of the episodes have been like, yeah, we're a TV show and we're funny and people like us, but our fans kind of stuck. Eh. Like it's like in your face with how aware it is that you're too cool for them. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's, I agree. Well, that, that's a funny thing when it happens once or twice, but when that's yeah. the gimmick, then you're right. It's like too self-reflexive. Then it's like, you're, you're kind of, especially if it's that specific gimmick, you know what I mean? You can't call <laughs> yeah. too much attention to it. Otherwise you're calling too much attention to it. I suppose. It, and, it, and it doesn't make it bad. Like the episodes that they're doing, there's an entire episode about plot devices where that is the, the story train. They're literally on a train for the story of the episode. And it was well-written and very clever, very smart. But I, I want, I want poop and fart jokes. <laughs> I want a grandpa and his, yeah, I want a grandpa and his grandchild to go on crazy adventures, not look me in the face and be like, fuck you. Fuck you for being too smart. Are we too smart yet? We're aware we're a TV show. Fuck you for watching our TV show. And you're like, okay, all right. (laughs) Okay. All right. Thank you. I get that. I can understand that. But again, I, I love Rick and Morty because they're fucking, the sci-fi is brilliant. The It's hysterical. I like that shit. I've actually been watching a cartoon. I just started it the other day. This is a show. I don't even remember how I got onto it, but it is like laugh out loud, shake your, to me at least, laugh out loud, shake your head funny. And I threw it on my uh, my Amazon wish list and it's like a made to order DVR. It's, I mean, it looks professional as shit, but it's not a, a, a consumer thing. But Amanda, I had a rough couple weeks. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I had a rough week and Amanda, like to be sweet, got me this thing off my wish list that's been on there forever. It's a Nickelodeon cartoon called
called El Tigre. Did I tell you about this or do you know about this? Is it a Mexican wrestler? Yeah. Show? Have you seen it? No, but I did a big D&D campaign a few weeks ago. I told you about it. We did it over Zoom. Mm-hmm. A lot of people from, uh, from the Walking Dead crew played. One of the guys played a character called El Tigre, which was basically a Mexican wrestler in medieval times. And I realized it's based off of this. It is hysterical. The premise is it's a little kid and he's in school and he's got a best friend who's a girl and he lives in this like super dangerous, fun Mexican town. And he is a kind of superhero. His dad is a super famous superhero and his grandfather, the dad's dad, is a super famous super villain and they live together. And usually he ends up doing the right thing. But like most of the time he like steals shit to get what he wants and cheats at things and then eventually learns his lesson. But it's always like the grandfather tries to nudge him over the evil line and the father tries to keep him moral. But it is hysterical. And I watched a bunch of episodes, even this morning, to tell you the jokes would make them not funny. It's like if someone tries to tell you a funny story and it's definitely like you have to be there. It's a short format. It's 11 or 12 minutes each episode. So usually if you watch them on Nickelodeon, they pair them with each other. It's just fucking funny funny. It is not so much poop and fart jokes. It's a lot of like good versus evil. I, I can't even explain it. Like The jokes are well written and like I'm watching it with my one year old son and he likes it because it's colorful and loud and the music and I like it because the, the dialogue is fucking funny. Like it's clever in what it does, especially in Super. I remember this show, at least the graphics I'm looking at. He's got like the big claws. I do recall this. I don't remember it, it at all other than I recognize it and believe I watched Watch some of it. It's it's really funny. If you guys haven't watched it, if you can find it, El Tigre. Super exciting because I've been really getting into Mexican wrestling movies from the 60s. My wife hates these. They are <laughs> the cheesiest. Which, let's be honest, doesn't that make it a little bit more enjoyable for you? <sighs> no, because I wish we could watch more of them together. They are... Oh, fucking hysterical <laughs> and the best ones are this guy named El Santo and his sidekick the Blue Demon and the both of them made like 53 movies and it's all like them versus El Hombres de Lobos or like the female vampires or like Frankenstein and like there's one where he fights all of them it's like Frankenstein the Wolfman the Mummy a Cyclops Mad scientists abound. The movies make no sense. The acting is terrible. The fight scenes are ridiculous because it's just them <laughs> slapping each other and stomping and body slamming each other into shit, trashing these shitty like cardboard sets, just trashing the shit out of them. And then they're like, let's go to dinner with our friends tonight. And they go to the dinner and then it just cuts to like a 20 minute musical number that you're like, I'm pretty sure this isn't filmed from this. Like, like it's a scene they stole from a different movie right, and just right. like inserted it in because anytime it cuts to the musical number, it's obviously not in the same room, stage, space, color, anything that belongs to the other movie. That just cuts them at the table, nodding their heads, not to the music that <laughs> is being portrayed over it. When they fight the monsters, it's hysterical. There's these zombies that are all painted green and they're fighting them and their makeup is rubbing off of their faces onto the clothes of El Santo and the Blue Demon. So their chests are covered with green paint because they've been wrestling these guys. They are hysterical. It's like 60, 50s and 60s sci-fi meets Mexican wrestling and the dudes are always in the mask. Always in the mask. And they are real super famous, the luchadores. And they fight ridiculous stuff. There's one scene where they're, they're killing the monsters and the wolfman has these horrible 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 they look like they're made out of putty teeth and they're very recognizable there's a female vampire right they find her in the coffin they open the coffin now the entire movie she's had normal like little vampire fangs (laughs) suddenly she must have lost her vampire fangs and they must have been like fuck where are your vampire fangs wolfman hook her up 
so she suddenly has the werewolf teeth in for no reason. She's like, I lost my fangs. Um, uh, uh, here, here, give me, give me. Puts them in, wears them. So suddenly she's got the wolfman fangs. They stab her. It's great. She dies. But like the fucking movie was so over the top cheesy. And I was, I'm just obsessed with them right now. There's a bunch of them, them versus the Aztec mummies, uh, them versus the, like I said, the wolfman, the Martians. They're super fun. Really cheesy. Yeah, you have a pretty big boner for these because you keep mentioning, like, even off the show, off the air, you're telling me, oh, you got to watch this. Oh, you got to watch You got to watch one so, of them. And yeah. Usually, if Ruby likes something, it might not mean that I'm going to like it, but it means it's fun. If he's having this much fun with it, it's going to be a fun movie. A bunch of them are on YouTube, but like, if you're into El Tigre right now, I think you might enjoy an El Santo movie for sure. The timing is ripe for that. I think the the humor and sort of the the style of it will definitely be up your alley if you're if you're enjoying a a Mexican wrestling sci-fi fun show. Oh, I I definitely am. I definitely am. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, super fun. I had another like first time watch, quarantine watch. Okay. Last week we talked to Lily about Phantom Menace. Bunch of people liked that episode. I was really really glad to hear that 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 was received well. Got a lot of listens. People really enjoyed it. They're like, make her watch more. We got to do. We got to hear what she thinks about did the we, other two. So uh, did we got people who were requesting that. Yeah, people want to hear what she has to say about the other two. I can tell you right now that as a result of that episode and the way that you and I... Ca- oh, first of all, everybody that commented that I saw specifically was was specifically referenced you not being able to handle it. I was like, yeah, I don't even know if he found it as funny as I thought it was. I think he might have actually been slightly insulted. Look, I, I'm <laughs> very well versed in people having different opinions than me. <laughs> To say the least, uh, I know that people don't like the things that I like often, but usually when something's just downright fucking terrible, it's hard to find the people who don't see that. And I love terrible movies. And just every time you meet a Phantom Menace person, like in the nerd world, when you meet somebody who's like pro Phantom Menace, they're doing it to be antagonistic on purpose. It's like they're they're just trying to piss you off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To be smug I, I see about what you're it. saying. And... <laughs> And she wasn't. She purely enjoyed it. <laughs> Which is well, why you couldn't be mad at her. As a result of that episode, she was like, because she watched the first, the, the original three movies, the original trilogy, she watched those first. Yeah, and was like, meh. But then because of that, when we watched episode one, and I was like, that's the same actor that plays the emperor, so we should know that he's going to be the emperor. But they don't know that. And those kind of things, I would like point out pretty obvious shit to her. But that helped her get through the first one, and that's part of why she liked it. So now she wants to go back and rewatch the original trilogy with that. And I was debating even trying to buy her the uh, old DVDs that had the special features with the theatrical edition. Not that it would make that much of a difference to someone who didn't care, but... Don't worry about any of that. You, you are well-versed in the differences. I know, I know, they but like I don't want to have to point out every matter. time. You're like, oh, in the real one, there's only four stormtroopers instead of 30. You know, like, I don't want to... That's that's a Ronto, and that shouldn't be there. I don't want <laughs> to waste my yeah. time with that shit. I mean, it's it's definitely better to make somebody watch the originals if they can, but it, at the end of the day, they don't care because they weren't posed with a, hey guys, you want to see those movies in theaters? Fuck yeah. yeah. What would you give? <laughs> would you give a left nut? Mm, probably. Maybe a finger, maybe a tooth. I, I, I go blind in one eye, deaf in one ear. What, what would I take? To get to see these movies, would you even watch them if we digitally fucked with them a bunch so that it like distracted you to no end while watching it? Um, yeah, yeah, I guess. I just want to see them in the movie theaters again. Okay, here you go. Oh my God. Oh, oh. And you're like, oh God, why? 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 
watching the special editions is just so frustrating when you when when it was so unnecessary. Like like it's one thing if you just added more ships in the sky or made the spaceships look better, even though why would you? Because they look great. The spaceships in the movies look great. Made the explosion better. Fine. Polishing is fine, but you visually added right, shit. Right, you change things. Yeah. I don't even mind having the do-back in the background because he was there in the original. You just polished him. Fine. Better or worse, you did. You polished him. But adding all the extra aliens to Moss Eisley, they didn't fit. They didn't look right. It's so distracting. That stupid fucking robot, the power loader robot that's like carrying shit, and then that little one flies up to him and like punches it. I hate that shit. I hate it when the robots are silly, goofy fuckheads. Like C-3PO and R2-D2 being silly works for the story because they're like the two bumbling characters. But to have all the robots be little bumbling morons is horrible. (laughs) Horrible. They need to be robots. They shouldn't have that kind of level of personality. You are not wrong, for sure. Oh, and it's uh, so, so unnecessary on so many levels. That said, though, and as fun as it was to talk with my friend Lily, the reason you even brought that up was because you said you had a, a brand, because that was her first watch of that movie. You said you oh. have a brand new quarantine movie, that you're a brand new first watch over quarantine. Thanks for bringing it back, Rumi. Yeah. Well, because I'm, di- I'm dying to hear, like, sometimes when you say stuff like that, 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 that lead in for me gets me very excited because it's usually something I'm excited excited for you to have seen or I can't believe that you had seen Silver Bullet man I saw Stephen King's Silver really? Bullet you never saw that and before it was never we never saw watched it. that together dude and we did that whole series about werewolf movies and I watched a bunch of werewolf movies and I couldn't find that one because it existed but they're like oh we're about to have a special edition blu-ray mm-hmm. come out and I was like well then I'll wait to get that and then I just didn't and it was passed and I missed it I just never got to see it and it was great man it is immediate in the high echelon of my werewolf. Now let's let's movies. talk about it for a minute. Why would like I mean that's a that's a big that's a big gauntlet to throw down. Why would you say it's in the upper echelon that it's the you know it, it's up there? Why would you say that? They did the wolf right. It looks like a bear, but you only see him every now and then. He doesn't look any more like a bear than any other movie where they look like cats or bad werewolves. It's for what it is. Mm-hmm. They show it enough, and you get enough of it. The transformations are okay. It's not over hitting you over the head with showing you the wolf and that is what's done right not necessarily the makeup itself but how they utilize it i like the character of the kid and drunk uncle red played by gary Busey. yeah how fucking cool is that right gary Busey's so good in it Corey haim is a really good character in it uh the kid in the wheelchair he sells that i believe that he's disabled that's cool that's Corey haim in a souped up wheelchair right yeah he's in that dope like motorcycle of a wheelchair it's it's just really fun good characters they do this weird thing where it's supposedly from the sister's point of view like it starts with her being like that was the summer my yes, brother yes. was an annoying piece of shit and then suddenly it's like <laughs> following the brother around it's like how does the sister know any of this crap and then at the end she's like and that's when i knew me and my brother would be best friends forever and you're like wait what okay welcome back <laughs> but overall the movie's really cool i mean <laughs> trying to figure out who the werewolf is fucking people up dude the the kills in it are really good um there's only one cheesy stephen king-esque moment where they're in the the bog and there's like fog on the ground they're in the swamp and people are getting pulled down into the into the low-hanging mist and this one guy has a baseball bat and you see the the hand in the baseball bat coming up and whacking into the mist and then you hear he's screaming and then you see the wolf hand with the baseball bat rise up and whack the guy with it and it's that's kind of cheesy but it i like it that's like saying hey we're having fun here for a second 
Yeah, I, I, you don't need to have that much fun, though. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. Tone it down there, Silver Bullet. But I like how they figure out who the werewolf is. I love that. I he love shoots that. shoots the werewolf in the eye with a firework, and then they go around ta- town trying to find out who has a fucked up eye. Turns out it's like the, the town preacher. Which is awesome. What a cool, a cool person in the community to have be the werewolf, right? Exactly. And then what do they do? They send him like cut and paste ransom letters that say, kill, kill yourself. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> He's like an early internet troll. <laughs> kill yourself. <laughs> then those kids died and they went to the pearly gates and Peter was like, uh, you sent letters pushing suicide to a priest. And they were like, but he was a werewolf. Peter like scratched his beard. All right, cool. And <laughs> opens the gate. <laughs> Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, man, it's it's just, it's pretty fun and I like the town and I like the, the vibe. It's it's a good movie. Really good movie. Really fun. So I have a love-hate with this one because I saw, I was a, were you a big Stephen King kid? Yeah, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I read, I was a Stephen King book kid i wasn't allowed to see the movies yeah 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 same with me i mean i was reading that shit literally for book reports in like fourth grade literally like yes. fourth grade yeah yeah and and i read all of his shit and then growing up and then you watch the movies and the movies were always 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 with the with the exception i think of the shining paled in comparison by far and this is a great example where like the book itself is not a super strong stephen king book it's not very long it's not as flowery as some of his shit is, but it's a good read and it's fun, simplistic enough. But this movie is like, wait, it's a motorized wheelchair and Gary yeah. Busey. Isn't it a novella though? In the, the book, it's like a short book, right? Mm-hmm. It's a novella. Yeah, it's like a hundred pages story. or something. Yeah. Okay. The one that I had, uh, it had chapter headings. It was by month. So it was 12 chapters. And the chapter headings had these drawings by Bernie Wrightson in it. And Dude. they're fucking gorgeous. I remember they're as a kid being blown awesome. away by that. ripping pe- Literally ripping people's cheeks off and stuff. That's the one I was exactly going to say. The guy's in the car and he's reaching yep. through the window of the car and he's got the guy by the face and he's ripping his cheek off. Just amazing, see, like, amazing. Through to his teeth. I mean, Bernie Wrightson's the man. I, like, I remember watching that movie as a kid and being like, eh. And the werewolf just looks like a, almost like a really good looking mascot. But I watched it a couple times in the last couple years. And I think as a kid, the werewolf itself made me cringe because of how silly it looked. But that being said, the movie is really good. And I think, mm-hmm. like, you said i think and we've talked about this numerous times if you guys are down with werewolves and you haven't listened to our werewolf episodes we did a really werewolf series three of them three episodes and it wasn't just us it was with the nightfall team the batman nightfall team the writers and artists of batman nightfall we had on Ridiculous. separately to talk about their favorite werewolf movies because they're actually all huge horror junkies and they know their shit. So it was Chuck Dixon, Graham Nolan, and Kelly Jones. So if you guys haven't heard our episodes about that, it's it's certainly worth going back and re-listening to that. But that being said, it's hard to make a werewolf movie because like you said, Very. you have to show the werewolf. It's yeah. hard to show the werewolf. It's hard. You know, if you don't show the werewolf enough, people are going to bitch about that. If you show it too much, people are going to bitch about that, you know? Well, here's the thing. I've given past to shittier looking wolves. How about that? Yeah, and what you just said now about this movie, that makes sense because I think if you have a shitty looking wolf in a shitty movie, then you've lost it. But if you have a great looking wolf in a shitty movie, you got it. If you have a shitty looking wolf, but in a good movie, you also have that. I think you're right. It comes down in your favor for that as well. So American Werewolf in London, I think, is the quintessential like 80s werewolf movie that people always cite as being like one of the best, right? Yeah, for sure. That and the original, the original Universal Monster one. But even in American Werewolf in London, the transformation is incredible. The wolf is just okay. He 
kind of looks fuzzy, furry as hell. He's kind of goofy looking. It's not the greatest. I disagree. Well, I'll agree that it's not the greatest design, but it looks great. At the very end, when he's when he's going through Piccadilly Circus, he looks kind of goofy at the very end. I think he looks goofy as fuck. You're a werewolf racist. I think some really good looking werewolves, but with not a great transformation is the howling. Uh, I agree with that. And I think it's, it kind of suffers from the same thing as dog soldiers, which might be my favorite werewolf design. That one's great. Fucking love dog soldiers. But like, it's like they're too big and awkward to have them move in cool ways. So they had to kind of shoot around that. So that's one of those movies that like makes you kind of imagine a lot of what it would have been like, which is like, okay, that's another example of a good movie with good werewolves because they made it, they made it work. They knew what they had. They knew what they didn't have. You're right. This one does have a very bear-like quality to him. It's mediocre. It's not the best by far, but it's not the worst by far. Yeah, either. I agree I've with seen that. much worse. So being middle of the road, I think, also is fine for what it is. And and the characters and all the stuff that's happening is so good that it's like, I, I give it a big pass. And I really, really enjoyed that movie. It is. And you're right. It is a fun movie. So if you guys haven't checked that out, it's worth it. And I got to say, like, Corey Haim, Corey Haim is, can fucking act. Like, he's goofy and I probably probably wouldn't invite him. I mean, he's dead, but I wouldn't invite him over my house, but he is, he's, he's good at that character. You know, like the stuff that is almost like, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but the roles that he took, he was good at. Absolutely. No, it's a good movie. You got another movie? You got anything else you've been watching or doing? Yeah. You know what I just watched last? So we had shitty movie last night and we were watching Highlander two, which you got to tell me we watched Highlander one for the first time in quarantine. We talked about it on one of the episodes. Well, here's the deal. Let's table it for a minute because, Oh, about about halfway through, my entire internet and the entire house just shit the bed and like I couldn't get it back on and we were watching it streaming. So everybody else, we were doing shitty movie over Zoom. So I think everybody else watched it, but I didn't get to finish it. So I haven't done oh, it yet. No. Once the internet got back up, it was almost midnight and I was like, ugh, I'm too old to watch movies at midnight. And I still have a significant chunk of it left. But I can tell you without spoiling and but hopefully teasing, the couple people who had seen it were like, oh, that movie's so bad. Oh, so terrible. So terrible. When we started yeah. it, plot-wise, acting-wise, etc., etc., it is terrible. But 80s action movie or an early 90s action movie, you know, sci-fi bullshit, it was fucking awesome. And it was at the very least super enjoyable. So like I would definitely yeah. go back and finish that. So if you just watch, it's it's definitely not as good as one. It, well, it shits one was on amazing. One a lot. Like it changes stuff that they establish in one. But it doesn't matter when they're doing fucking cool fights and, and stunts and shit. Dude, because I loved the first movie. I was so impressed with it. And I'm, I was so like, wow, why didn't I ever see this movie? And then I was like, I got to watch the sequel. And everybody's like, no, don't go down that road. Don't do that. And like, everybody was warning me against it, which is why. I yeah, like, that's what a bunch. And I'd seen it a bunch as a kid. But I, as yeah. a kid, you, like I was definitely young enough to watch it as a kid and think that it was cool or at least fun. Okay. So we need to watch part two. It's stupid as shit. But yeah. it, it, I would say say at least the parts that I saw last night, it is definitely worth the watch. So last night I just watched a movie that's been on my creature feature list for a long time. Uh, it's called Scarecrows, plural. Oh, that Scarecrows. movie's fucking great. The movie's Aliens, but with Scarecrows. It's Aliens. It's Dog Soldiers with Scarecrows. Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, there so you go. You have, you have five like special forces criminals 
who have robbed like a military base. They escape in a plane with hostages. And one of them is like, fuck you guys, jumps out of the plane with the money and a parachute and lands on this farm and starts, everybody starts getting fucked up by scarecrows. The movie is so bizarre though, because it does things that I've never, very rarely do you see this in movies. It has an inner monologue for one of the characters. Mm -hmm. So you can hear what he's thinking in his head, which fucking weird. (laughs) You never see that movies. And then all of the dialogue is off screen or done through walkie talkies. It's like they filmed the movie, didn't know how to put it together. So then had everybody re-record dialogue that said off screen or through their headsets, which part of me is like, if you had planned that out better, could be a really cool like gimmick mm-hmm. where like, you know, because the cool part when it's working, you're like, oh, that's kind of cool, is the guy who stole the money's running, but he can still still hear all the radio chatter through his headphones of his of his people that he's screwed over, his his robber buddies, saying they're coming to kill him. Like he can hear them coming for him before he gets killed by the scarecrows. Then it gets like nonsensical and bizarre, but still with all the radio chatter and every now and then an inner monologue but the scarecrows are really cool i like the concepts but i think this could do for a remake that would be badass if they did it right i agree i haven't seen it in probably a year or two and it's another one of those ones that like got a really good dvd i don't remember if it was shout factory or not but it's or now it's out of print so if you find it you got to fucking hustle for it and it's it's not necessarily like ridiculously expensive but more expensive than i want to throw down right now but it's on pluto tv for free it is fun as hell if you guys haven't seen that one it's like and it's got some if i remember correctly some good gnarly kills some good effects um some cool creepy you know walking up to a scarecrow and you're waiting for it to move and it's just a static shot of that scarecrow and you're just waiting for it to move and maybe it does maybe it doesn't oh but they get their money's worth out of that static shot of the scarecrow kate and i were playing this fake drinking game (laughs) where it was like every time they cut to the exact same reuse shot of the scarecrow close up you have to take a drink and fuck wasted hydrate as fuck by the end of that fucking <laughs> movie because they keep reusing all the b-roll because they shot nothing it was like it must have been so low budget but conceptually i really enjoyed this movie but like was mad at it for being so close being so close to being really good but was just a shitty movie that had some fun parts to it yeah i guess what do you think what what would have put it over the top what would have made it better explaining a little bit of what was going on off screen somebody's like oh i think these guys were into the devil worship or something and that's it that's all you get <laughs> i need a a little bit more evolving the plot a little bit better and not have so many people walking through the dark going jack yeah jack, i do remember a lot of that jack like there's a lot of movies horror movies especially that don't have enough footage and it's just people searching just way too much time way too much time searching i get that but that's okay we're actually talking about this is like the movies we're talking about today are like get them for your collection good because like everything we've yeah. talked about scarecrows is worth checking out so what else you got Rumi? well i actually just read i just finished a book last night that I've been Ooh. dying to read, even though I knew going in, I probably shouldn't be devoting that much of, of my thoughts to it. But DC did a DC Universe and Watchmen Universe crossover recently. I think they just finished it called uh, Doomsday Clock. Did you hear about that? Yeah, Doomsday Clock, man. I looked into that. So it was 12 issues and they released it as two hardcovers. The second one just either, I think it just came out last week or this week. And the yep. first one's been out for a little while. And I've been waiting waiting because you know I'm a, I'm a hardcover kind of guy and I want the biggest best edition and I'm like uh, they'll probably release an absolute edition of it and they'll probably release an omnibus or something so I didn't, yep. I didn't especially if I didn't like it like if I love it I don't mind buying a couple editions even if I like it but I didn't want to spend full price to see if it wasn't good so I was right. waiting and I was waiting I finally pulled the trigger on them so I should be getting the second the second volume in a week or two but 
the first volume. And like you remember when I read comics, the light has to be right. No one's bothering me. And like that's hard when you live with a wife and a baby and are like working your <laughs> ass off doing a hundred things. So like every night I told I would tell Amanda, I just need two hours to read that. I want to read that comic just and I would just never get to it. I finally over the course of a couple of days finished it. It's written by Jeff Johns and it's drawn by Gary Frank, who I really like his stuff. Right. It looks fucking awesome. Uh, I will say that right now. The the visuals, I love his art and it's a good visual tone. Jeff Johns as a writer doesn't he doesn't not do it for me, but he doesn't blow me away. So I, I read I try I, I was reading on Comicsology mm-hmm. and I read the first like two issues of the twelve issue arc and fell off. Do, because it wasn't good enough or wasn't interesting or because it was like why what what turned you off I was watching the Watchmen series and rereading Watchmen because of the Watchmen series and this had a little bit of like retconiness to it mm-hmm. and also the crossover nature of it I was like nah I don't think Batman would do that nah I don't think Superman like yes I don't I don't want super I don't want them to be in the same universe I did not like them being in the same universe it's kind of like when I read a Spider-Man story where he's way too involved with the X-Men or the Fantastic Four. Like, I don't mind that they exist in a pair in the same universe, but I don't like it when Spider-Man goes to the moon. Like, that's not. Yeah, I agree. I, I, I know what you're saying. And then I feel Spider-Man. Like, yeah, this is this was an interesting one for me because Watchmen, like Dark Knight Returns, is one of those things that I Incredible. buy every fucking accolade that they give those. I think you cannot say enough good things about Watchmen. And I know that like some new, not new, but like the new school of thought is like Watchmen is good, but it's not the greatest. And same with Dark Knight. Yeah, they're fucking flawed. They're books. They're works of art. But like to me, I can't think of a fucking better book to read than Watchmen like ever. But, it's but just that's so like the same good. thing like complaining about reading the classics in literary class. Like, yeah, the classics are boring, but they're classics for Right, a that's reason. why they're classics. And they're, yeah. yeah. And I think like created, for me, Watchmen, yeah. I can't love it enough. Every time I read it, I see something new and I fall in love with it again. Yes. And yes. it's just, it's monumental. When you say you're going to make a sequel or a prequel or change stuff, I, the nerd in me is immediately like, nope, I will instinctually dislike that. But in my old age, I'm starting to be like, who cares? Like, do what you want with it. If it sucks, I'm not going to like it. But if you want to do that, if it's your property, go ahead. And it didn't suck. It didn't. It definitely did not suck. It did not warrant more time for me. I agree. That's, and that's, that's like, I'm six issues in now and I have the other six coming. It's not bad, but I would say I'm lukewarm. It's doing a good yep. job of not disinterested me or making me upset at the things that they're changing or retconning, but also they're not doing anything that I'm like, that's a good idea. Oh, I would like that you did that. Right now, it's just like, okay, how are you, What? where's the story going to go? The retcon annoyed me because, especially while I was watching the Watchmen TV series, mm-hmm. which did retcon right. Sure. They, that TV show was so fucking good and it did retcon right and the comic book did retcon the way comic books do retcon, which is usually sloppily and kind of ham-fisted. I agree with that. I, like Again, I'm not going to defend it at all, but it's interesting enough. I kind of, you know what I think, I, what I think the best case scenario for me is when I finish the 12 issues, I want to see the moment or moments that made Jeff Johns and whoever were the powers that be be like, that's, that's why it's a good story. That's a good thing to have in this story. Story. Right now, the couple moments that have been their big ahas so far, eh, at the very least, I don't care. It hasn't done well, anything. It's also, you have these characters that are confronting their blueprints. 
So is it like, are you going to have the moment where Batman goes, oh my God, I am just like Rorschach and I'm a, uh, that makes me bad. I'm actually kind of a bad guy because of this. Like the realizations that the characters have when faced with the mirrors of themselves, I don't know if they're going to play with that in the way that I think is why Watchmen is important and having a story about Watchmen is important. Mm. It's about looking inward to that genre and Superman, Batman, and all those characters are usually outward expressions of that genre. And sure. even though they have a lot of introspection, it's not the same as what Watchmen did. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think Watchmen, the story of Watchmen, it holds up better when it stands alone, when it's its own yeah. universe and stuff. That's why I'm glad it it's not the Charleston characters that it was supposed to be originally. They were going to use some DC and other licensed characters as those characters. Like the question was going to be Rorschach. I'm glad that that didn't happen because I like that it's its own thing. It makes more sense that way. Because like you said, it's more of a commentary on these superhero worlds as wholes, when you combine them, it's no longer, I mean, I guess it still is a commentary, but it's, it's like you said, it's almost more self-reflexive, but we'll see. I'm, 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 I'm on the fence right now. I'm not, it would have yeah. a long way to go to like win me over, but like I could tell you, I bought it with the thought of if it's great, I'll buy the absolute edition or whatever the biggest edition is. If it sucks, yeah. I'm going to send it to my cousin who reads anything and loves everything. <laughs> as of right now, I probably will keep it, but I'm not buying another edition. That's where i'm at at the moment did you read the prequels oh what a waste of time yes i read all of them yeah they were it was all the stuff that got cut from like it was it was literally like b-roll from the original books i just felt like it was whoever was writing and drawing just stroking themselves that they were able to do that character or that story the best one i thought was Minutemen because it was the one that seemed the most interesting everything else was like here's comedian comedian stuff you're like yeah well that's what i thought yeah. it would be here's rorschach doing rorschach stuff yeah okay but like is that a story that needs to get told so i will pose this before we go i'm gonna throw this out there and we're kind of it might be for another time but i think when it comes to seminal comics mm -hmm. would you disagree if i said dc seems to have more of them like batman has several books killing joke dark knight hmm. returns i mean watchmen which was you know vertigo originally but but is dc now but like marvel does not seem to have a lot it has seminal crossovers like civil war i guess is a big event the infinity gauntlet but like as far as like single works that you go that changed the game i feel like dc has more examples that i can point to and go like if you're going to read a comic book that's going to change the way you look at reading comic books boom here's a batman here like multiple batman ones dark uh, long halloween is one of those for me where it's like when you read that you're like wow that is an incredible piece of of comic book as literature but as far as marvel goes it was it was commercial events it was these big tentpole events like infinity gauntlet and um you know all the big crossover over stuff that they did. Yeah, you're right because I'm trying. I, I, I think you're right. I, I'm I'm trying to think of a way to disprove it. But all the Marvel books that I love, I love Secret them, invasion. but they're not necessarily like a must read in the canon of Marvel. There are some. No. There's plenty of big ones, but I think the moments and the books are. You're right. The moments and the books are bigger in DC. Like if a grown up said to me, "Hey, I've read some comics, but yeah. what would be an end all be all?" I probably would say Watchmen, Dark Knight Returns, Killing Joke, something like that. Over like my best Spider Man story. Although like Death exactly. of Gwen Stacy is a big one. It is a big one, and and there are some really good ones. But like it's hard to also collect them. Like Old Man Logan mm -hmm. is maybe one of those. Yeah. Um, 
um, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, I think you're right, though. I think to to point someone in one di- specific direction of a like when you say change the game, you're right. I think yeah. it is a little bit more a DC a DC action, which hurts me because I'm a Marvel guy. Exactly, I am too. But it made me wonder, like, shit, why why is that? And I think it's just because when you have a character like Batman, you can really sulk and really like get introspective, like we said, and examine certain things about yourself. Whereas I feel like Marvel a lot of times is big teams and big items like Craven's Last Hunt I think is a big one. Oh, you're right. That's, That's a, oh, nice. so maybe we're just proving your your own thing, but I do feel that I do feel it that it wasn't about DC that it doesn't some exist. Of those bigger ones. I, I think they have bigger ones and I think they have more of them. Where and I think it's because Marvel's approach is differently. They don't want to sell you one trade paperback. They want to sell you these omnibuses and get you collecting like I need all of Secret Wars. Holy shit, I need every maximum clonage issue. <laughs> I need you know, I need the onslaught thing. I need to get all the X-Men ones, all the Iron Man, all the Hulk, all the Fantastic Four to get the entire onslaught series. Like they wanna make you collect it all. Um you mentioned uh, Long Halloween. Did I yep. tell you that finally I finished my Tim Sale Batman art deal? I bought a page from Long Halloween that just had a shadow of Batman with his eyes and his nose. It was really nice, but it really didn't have a lot of Batman. I wanted a Batman. I have a. Yeah. I bought a page that had beautiful Scarecrow all over it from the the Halloween, not the Long Halloween, but the original Halloween books that they did. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. one was called Chosen or Ghost or something. I had another one that was a Bruce Wayne one. I just don't not donated traded those three pages and some money and I got a baller page from one of Tim Sale and Je- Jeff Loeb's before Long Halloween. It's but what what got them Long Halloween. And it's got one, two, three, four, five panels. Batman's in every panel. It's fucking awesome. I finally got it. I'm so excited. Send me a pic, dude. I cannot wait to see this. I'll I'll you know what I'll post it. I'll post it on uh post it on Ooh, Facebook. Put it on that social media. Guys, follow us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Launchpad Pod and our website, launchpadpod.com. Keep an eye out for this awesome Tim Sale image that Rumi just bought the original of tell us what you've been watching what you've been reading what do you think about silver bullet what do you think about scarecrows what do you think about el tigre watch some of these lucha libre movies on youtube they are so fucking fun and phenomenal i cannot tell you how much i love these right now and uh yeah guys stay safe uh, i know things are opening up right now but don't be in a rush we don't want anybody to get sick when we were so close to the finish line it'd be a waste of time if we went out and rushed it and uh ruined it all just because you want to get that damn haircut i'm growing it all out buddy look at me Woo, shaggy <laughs> as fuck. all right Rumi, let's blast this thing off you got it all right, guys, we're the Rocketeers, and we are out. Ignition sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff.